Are you attending Shop Talk? If you are, I hope that you're ready for the AI-driven future of commerce. If not, you can get ready by joining us and our friends from IM Digital, a leading retail experience agency, to learn about the future of commerce. You can join their March 18th event taking place at Shop Talk exclusively with your invite from Future Commerce. Find out more today at events.imdigital.com. Are you an insider? Subscribe to FC Insiders today to receive full, unedited interviews, news, rumors, exclusive content, and more. Join FC Insiders at futurecommerce.fm. Future Commerce is brought to you by PayPal. Did you realize that mobile shoppers spend 39% more time but less money on commerce websites compared to their desktop counterparts? There's a significant opportunity to improve mobile conversion rates while delivering a better buying experience. That is why PayPal has collaborated with 15 Magento system integrators and high conversion to uncover what changes help and hurt the mobile checkout experience. For details on the program, learnings to date, and how to get involved, visit mobileoptimize.org today. Future Commerce is brought to you by Vertex. Vertex is the leader of tax technology solutions and services for corporations worldwide. They're trusted by over half of the Fortune 500. Vertex Cloud meets sales and use tax solutions for businesses of all kinds. Visit them online today at vertexsmb.com. Welcome to Future Commerce, the podcast about cutting edge and next generation commerce. I'm Philip. And I'm Brian. We have your top stories of the week uh, with a little taste and bent of the future. And uh, Brian's joining us from Skype today. He's on the road <laughs> traveling. Um, Skype is sort of like a shorthand for he has crappy audio and you should forgive it. Um, Please forgive my audio. <laughs> just forgive it. <laughs> okay. Uh I think I went first last week. Maybe you go first this week. Do it. Well, okay. So this was interesting. <laughs> this is a, you know, tangential to, to commerce, but I think it's interesting and I want to talk about it. So uh, <laughs> it's your show. You can do whatever you want. I know, right? So this is interesting. Uh, a, a U.S. public school was planning to use facial recognition on its students. Um, <laughs> but... The New York uh, State Education Department told it to delay the usage because because of all the reasons. (laughs) I mean, for for all kinds of obvious reasons. Very small uh, school district, by the way. Lockport City School District uh, would be part of a uh you know an eight school district uh so smallish district uh that would uh, be part of pilot project um with an aegis system that would uh make it broadly operational by september 1st 2019 that was using uh recognition by amazon yeah of course i mean like why would you use anything else hold on hold on i might be reading that wrong uh i'm not sure if it's recognition or not yeah i i it sounds it sounds like the Oh no! It's just mentioned in the story yeah, yeah, that yeah. You no, know, Amazon right. has, yeah. uh, you know, endured persistent pressure from its own shareholders for salesmanship of recognition to law enforcement agencies. Um, okay, so this is like not the first story of its kind that keeps coming up. I do think that while a school district is considering it, which, by the way, how tone deaf do you have to be to employ something like this in a public school? 
um, on children. Uh, I, I, I don't know this, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. Um, but, uh, I mean this, this is a couple weeks after the JetBlue story. Uh, someone complained on, on Twitter that JetBlue is, and in, they're not the only one, JetBlue is using facial recognition, um, in lieu of passport screening at, uh, domestic airports that had, uh, international destinations, um, and so at onboarding, as they're boarding aircraft, they're, you know, it's scanning their face. Um, and apparently you can opt out for that. Uh, but <laughs> you have to think it's, out. <laughs> it's too late if you've already looked into the camera. Um, it's, it's a whole, that's a whole thing. Um, but this is more and more what we keep talking about. It's, it's becoming increasingly trivial to well, employ no. this type of technology. Not only, yeah, exactly. Oh, there, um, I know we talked about that uh, New York uh, Times article on the uh, on like using a system that was less than a hundred dollars and applying it to a public camera. To yes, and Bryant right. Park. That was part of the privacy pro- project. They, you know, Bryant Park, New York. They accessed publicly available camera feeds. Like you know, you see these surf cams, like webcams that you can like look at the tide. Um, this, this camera and series of cameras at Bryant Park were meant so that you can see, you know, if the lawn was open <laughs> for people to go <laughs> lay out on the lawn and they used it to, you know, basically map, uh, facial recognition to people's corporate, uh, uh headshots on websites, uh, of businesses that border Bryant Park to see who was coming in and out. Um, scary stuff. It's impact to commerce, probably dubious, but we did talk on an episode not too long ago about the implications of camera-laden stores, you know, like Amazon Go, um, and, you know, there's a, a, another store of innovation that Walmart launched recently that are very, you know, AI camera, you know, uh, machine, you know, machine vision powered. Yeah, we, we're all going to have to I just mean, kind of get okay with this. My, I think yeah, we, yeah. My view on this is like when we've talked about this before, this is just another example of like the fact that institutions, whether they're public or private, are ready to start using this kind of technology. Um, I was reading an article in The Atlantic by Derek Thompson, uh, a recent article about a tale of two surveillance states. And basically, like, um, there's, you know, there's some frightening parallels between uh, what's happening in East New York and with states, uh, uh, you know, around the world that are using surveillance technology. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I you know, I, I'm, I don't want to go too dark down this road, but effectively, I think the point is the technology is there. Right. Any retailer right now could be using this technology, and it's not just facial recognition. We're talking about machine vision. And actually this, this school was going to use machine vision to identify 10 different types of guns as well. The, the point I is... I mean, that's... That, okay, that's, that's novel. Like, that's, that's useful. It, well, certainly. Certainly is useful. But... I, 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 and I think that retailers are going to have great use cases for it as well. <laughs> um, you know, let alone, uh, you know, uh, uh, theft prevention um, and loss prevention. Like, I, you know, 
There's sure. all kinds of use cases for this. But um, I, listen, you're on camera, whether a yeah. computer is in deciphering the images or not, you're on camera everywhere you go in public. And yeah, but if you can connect the, the face, day, no which gets connected to your account, and you can identify what items you're walking out with in your cart or in your arms, yeah. you, can, you can tell if they're being paid for on the spot. Right. In, is, the, in the words of Gary Vaynerchuk, we'll, we'll always trade privacy for convenience. It's, exactly. Right, because that's yeah. That's my point of bringing this up is it's it's happening. Like this is happening. Right. It, it, if it's happening in public schools, then it's happening. You know, retailers <laughs> are going to be using it any minute. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, just they did put a you know a pause to the program. Um, sure. Okay. Uh, can I? Your, can I? Your turn. Your turn. Well, I'm going to tie ahead. this into a story that I think is somewhat interesting. So. I don't know that I ever talked about it on this show, but it ties in to something else, to a to story uh, that was uh, that came across our desk this week. Okay, so did I ever talk on Future Commerce about Entire World? Did I talk about this yet? I don't think you have yet on the show. So I went kind of nuts about it on Twitter um, and on LinkedIn. Um, so there is a website called theentireworld.com. They are a what I would describe as a Gen X brandless apparel brand. Um, they have a very interesting user experience. They have a their their site experience is like nothing you've ever seen. It's like if Instagram um, and WhatsApp had a baby with an e-commerce website. Um, and, and as you can hear, uh, in the background, you know, uh, through my speakers, they have music that just eerie music that plays, they have their merchandising is very, you know, Instagram like, and that, you know, you, it's endless scroll with your thumbs. And like a lot of discovery is like full page. There's text that overlays kind of everywhere. It's a very non-standard e-commerce experience, like completely eschews any kind of, normative that we have in in what we consider to be e-commerce. In fact, they don't even really have categories like tops and bottoms. It's like men and women. That's it. That's all you get. You want to see our products? You got to scroll. And which is very discovery oriented um, and very sensory based. I was I'm very, very impressed with it. So when I said that I think that these guys are onto something and that they would be the the cutting edge. They're they're the one blazing the trail of where e-commerce is heading. People said I was absolutely crazy. People told me I was freaking nuts, that this is an outlier, it's weird. People don't even know how to navigate the site. And I told them they're all wrong. And I said, you watch, right? People are tired of samey samey. People don't want the same experience everywhere they go. People want to discover. Right. We want to figure things out. Like that's part of what makes you human. Right. It's not just, you know, let's let's all drive toward the same three e-commerce experiences, you know, that that uh, Amazon has tested and perfected through, you know, rigorous uh, 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 conversion rate optimizations over 10 years for to teach us how to be little monkeys who keep pressing the the dopamine hit of the buy button. Okay. So I said, just wait, there will be another brand that does it. And by Jove, they've done it. Nike has created a site that really does pretty much the same thing. It looks and feels very similar to what we're, 
what what this experience is for the entire world. So NikeCircularDesign.com is a is a sort of uh, how do I explain what what Nike Circular Design is? It's it's basically a materials uh, uh, and 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 sort of ethos uh, brand positioning over everything from um, materials sourcing, sustainability, uh, design, and um, and supply chain. Uh, I would say like it's a Bible for all of those things. Um, and so they, they outline their principles from material choices, cyclability, green chemistry, versatility, durability, circular packaging. It's a brand site that basically positions them as, you know, a brand of circularity. But when you look at the way that the site is created, when you look at how you interact with the site, it is very much in the vein of this, this UI UX um, that, completely issues any kind of normative that we have in, in, in UX. Okay. I'm going somewhere with this, not to say that, Hey, I'm right. And you guys are wrong. This is what sites, this is, this is where e-commerce is heading. That is growing up out of the normal analog that we have to the real world of how you shop, where you go to an aisle that has a category and you take it to a checkout out on Yahoo finance today, Ulta beauty is somehow defying the broader retail trend. Uh, according to Yahoo Finance, Ulta has grown its top line by more than sixfold and its bottom line has grown over 2,400% in the same time frame. Over the past 10 years, stock has surged 3,845%, beating every benchmark. Um, in the US, it's they... The, it's all those hair products you're buying. It's all the hair products <laughs> I'm buying. I'm a huge fan of Ulta. Um, just a couple data points. Um, which I think are really interesting. Um, they have over 25,000 products across 500 brands. They're the only, well, one of the only pure play beauty businesses in the retail space with, you know, no one publicly traded that's anywhere close to them. Um, they are somehow bucking the retail closure trend and they're looking to open 70 to 80 stores annually for the next several years. And they're shifting a massive amount of their customers to omni-channel customers by focusing on e-commerce. And do you know what I think the difference is with Ulta from everybody else is that they don't follow the merchandising norm. I think that Ulta is the real-world equivalent of reinventing what, what the store experience is like because they're not bound by what we've done in the past. They've completely rethought what the retail experience is like. They don't put shampoos all together. They allow you to shop by brand. They organize discrete areas of the store to focus on the things that you want to interact with, but they also provide services in the same spot. And I, I really and they allow you to basically interact with and try any of the products by providing the services that sell that you would use those products in the store. I think that Alta is the IRL equivalent of where, where digital is going with the entire world, Nike, Nike circular design and other design um, trends that are, are, are challenging what we consider to be the norm. And that's so, my monologue. So I... Merchandising I think, is an asset, right? I, and the way that you merchandise... 
awesome we'll idea. Differentiate, I love that idea. We'll differentiate so, you in, in your category. When I look at uh, real world or um, the entire world, entire world and uh, Nike circular design, I uh, when I see these, I think like early phase Chris Milk in terms of like design style and sort of the outside the box thinking. But if I look at what Chris Milk is doing now, it's well past this. And, you know, so, so I guess what I'm getting at is I, I, see... I pretend to know who Chris Milk is <laughs> and I Google it. Oh, the Ted talk guy. I got it. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, he's done a few Ted talks. He's also like, yeah, he's the know. VR Ted. I mean, he, that's how I know him is from the VR Ted talk. So pre, pre that pre his VR Ted talks, he did some really interesting stuff with web and music. And he did some stuff with like the arcade fire back on neon Bible. And like, sure. he's like, he's an innovator in the, the web and design space. And some of his like some of his early stuff is kind of what I'm seeing here with the entire world and Nike circular design and and I and I I guess what I'm getting at is I don't see Ulta as that I do think you're onto something with with like with merchandising being being an asset and like being really thoughtful and like forward thinking there and what I see Ulta doing is like looking at web and being thoughtful about their you know their 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 sort of uh, web efforts and then saying, wait a minute, like shoppers are not shopping the same way anymore. I I don't see them as an entire world sort of example. I think that the people that, you know, the, the businesses that are, you know, that are, that are doing what entire world and Nike circular design are doing, those businesses are maybe something like rituals or, or like businesses that are like, uh, out on the, on even more cutting edge of of design. Yeah, design. yeah. I, I think rituals is very much about the experience. So I think mm-hmm. you you're onto something there, right? Like yeah. the cup of tea when you walk in. Yep. The you know the we want you to stay. Don't be in a hurry to go. Like we were going to massage your hand. Yes, that is the retail experience that everybody's yeah, or talking like the, about. The Nike right? Reserve Roastery might be a good example uh or sorry the starbucks reserve starbucks roastery. Reserve. <laughs> yeah starbucks reserve it's roastery the other pacific be... northwest brand <laughs> right exactly right. um got a lot of good stuff going up here in seattle you know um right but but yeah no i like the this starbucks reserve roastery brought in a, a really cutting edge designer and of course now the name is escaping me to design their store on pike place in seattle it is the store itself is a work of art um, and the experience is like for sort of a mass market brain, it's certainly unparalleled. Um, sure. and their Nike's house of innovation is very similar to that, right? Like I, exactly. I, I see what, exactly. there's a sensory component. There's a uh-huh. put your hands on it component, right? For sure. There's a, we don't, we don't care about like standard merchandising thought processes. Completely. We're all about, yeah, we're all about making this like, a sensory and like outside the box design experience that you're going to enjoy. And honestly, if you do something like that, be prepared to have to innovate a lot because people are going to copy you and you know what yeah, you're doing. Right. But that can, that can be, be that yeah. itself can become stale. I think the thing that Alt is doing is they keep reinventing it. They're That's not glued to one. They're not saying, yeah. you know what? Our customers want to shop by brand. We are now a categorized by brand store. They're learning from what their omni-channel customers are doing and they continue to innovate and change it around. 
Commerce is brought to you by PayPal. Did you know cart abandonment is 86% higher on mobile than desktop? PayPal has collaborated with 15 Magento system integrators in high conversion to help close the mobile gap while delivering an improved buying experience. The Mobile E-Commerce Optimization Initiative was formed to understand why the gap in mobile and desktop conversions persist and to provide practical industry insights to help e-commerce providers succeed in mobile sales. Participating merchants can choose from a range of standardized checkout optimization experiments that make sense for their business model. For additional details on how to get involved, results to date, and testing methodology, visit mobileoptimize.org today. Future Commerce is brought to you by Vertex. Vertex provides cloud and on-premise solutions that can be tailored to specific industries for every major line of tax, including sales and use, income, value-added, and payroll. Vertex Cloud is the SaaS solution that automates sales and use tax, including calculation and returns. With multiple service levels and flexible pricing models, Vertex Cloud meets the sales and use tax needs for businesses of all sizes. From recognizable brands like Honda, Pepsi, Verizon, and small businesses the world over. Find out more today at vertexsmb.com and be sure to mention Future Commerce Podcast to get 15 months for the price of 12. Once again, that's vertexsmb.com. We made a joke about... um, uh, on on our Twitter not so long ago ago about you know um, DSW piloting um, a nail salon in you know in its shoe stores. I, I think that having those kinds of services where they make sense, like having those sort of services live alongside other products that are complementary, like you know the Tom's Coffee Shop, like that that's that's mm-hmm. you know. That's the where Burger we, King subscription box. Yeah, Arby's Arby's Burger Box collab. Back to our last episode. <laughs> but I, I, but I, I do think that the, that that is going to be the new norm. But even that itself will become stale. What yes. I'm saying is that Alta is uh, you know one machine vision <laughs> implementation away from having you know a true like to having like all they need is just walk out you know shopping and they have basically a real life e-commerce store, right? That is what they have. And and I'm saying that e-commerce has to transcend what a real life e-commerce store could become to another thing that we can't even begin to imagine. And that is, that is where, that is imagining it. (laughs) Well, fine. But I, I, some, some guy who had a Ted talk one time might be imagining it, but I, I think brands that, that we didn't know about, that uh, that are are new and exciting and and capturing the imagination of an unaffiliated generation. Gen X has no expectations of what e-commerce should be like because they're just starting to engage in it, and they expect that the world wide web looks like Instagram. They don't expect that there is a top rail with a promo bar and a pop up, you know, from Bounce Exchange that says, I'm a schmuck and I don't like to save 15% and close the window. Like, these are not tactics that will work on the next generation. We have to reinvent that. And brands like Gen Z. Gen Z. No, I mean, um, yeah, I meant Gen Z. Did I say Gen X? God help me. (laughs) I mean, Gen Gen Z. Like, that, that is the next generation of people who have a completely different experience in their minds because the way that they interact with, with the World Wide Web is, is not the way that you and I grew up interacting with the World Wide Web. And we have to throw off the old norms 
to to engage that generation in a new way. I think e-commerce looks a lot more like Instagram in 10 years than than anyone really realizes. I, think- I don't think it's going to look like Instagram. I think it's going to look like something else. We haven't really pictured it yet. I think Instagram's getting stale, at least in its current form. And <laughs> I think that... Two billion know, people disagree with you, but okay. Um, two, you mean like maybe 500 million people disagree with me? Because no. like three quarters of them are fake. <laughs> oh, that was a whole story uh, this yeah. past week. Three billion people purged off of Facebook for fake accounts, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I really do think that that I was just reading another article on the Atlantic. I do read the Atlantic a lot, dude. It's um, all you ever quote. You should I really know. try some other media at some uh, point. Yeah, it's so good though. The Atlantic's amazing. If you're not reading the Atlantic, you're missing out. Um, Listen, Alta is bucking the trend. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Alta is bucking yes. the trend in a time where retail is not doing so hot. Okay. Yes. And our traditional in-store brick-and-mortar retail is is especially like very ultra category specific dress barn right i'm not i'm not saying that like they have anything to do i'm just saying like very very category specific retail um you know alta is not having to reduce itself to cheap tricks to 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 keep growing um and by the way it's not like they're promotion heavy either you know like <laughs> at most once every couple months they offer you 350 off 25 it's they're not discounting heavily um, they're, 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 they're differentiating themselves, you know, by merchandising and category. I think that's really interesting. All right. Sorry. You've since got the you next show. Well, no, next since you brought sport. up dress barn really quickly, I know that we talked about this a couple episodes ago, um, yeah. but I do want to bring up something that we were talking about after that show. And that is, you know, you know, there's, you know, a lot of articles that have come out about how retail is in transformation. It's not, you know, it's not a real retail apocalypse and e-commerce is growing and, you know, um, one thing that we talked about that I thought was worth mentioning was this this whole retail apocalypse thing and all these store closures. Um, these brands, they the one thing that's really clear is that they did not do a very good job of iterating themselves and mm-hmm. like staying up to current to, to to current cultural trends. Like I think that if you look at a lot of the brands that have failed, they just they did they just weren't relevant. I mean, they aren't relevant. Um, and there are several more of them that aren't relevant. And you look at, you know, the, you know, uh, was the, the Abercrombie CEO just finally came out and said something to the effect of, on just this like, past week, that smaller stores are the future. It's like, yeah, that's right. You finally caught on to that a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> a brand that, by the way, was a digitally native vertical online brand, you know, <laughs> you know yeah, five, so. five, five years ago. Um, so... You know, I guess I uh, I just wanted to bring up as a quick caveat, since you mentioned Dress Barn, I, or not a caveat, just a side note. Like, I think that brands that are not taking current cultural trends seriously, seriously are, are or, or they're addressing them in a really, like, false way, are, they're the ones that are suffering, like Dress Barn, and, or, or, like, even, like, L Brands. Like, I think that they've missed out on stuff recently and haven't iterated. <laughs> Why, why, why is it the L Brands, okay, Victoria's Secret parent company, why is it Victoria's Secret has no discernible sustainability message? Right. Why? Good right. question. I, I think we should write a whole hit piece on this because I'm, I'm, I, the, the world that we're moving into is a world where consumers care about that sort of thing. And it's, it's a pretty, 
it's a pretty noticeable thing in in this day and age when you don't even have a message that anyone could have could recall in recent memory. Um, yeah, I, I feel like we should dive deeper into that, but I digress. Um, okay, so next next story. Here's my story. Uh, that was just an aside. <laughs> uh, Jeremy King has been replaced. Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, former CTO of Walmart left and went to Pinterest. Um, Walmart just hired a new CTO who's also been given the title of CDO, and this person, Shiresh Kumar, is former Google. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, Microsoft. Before that, Amazon. Before that, IBM. Wow. This is a technology guy. Well, because Walmart is not a retailer. They're a technology company that just happens to sell things. <laughs> I, couldn't even, I couldn't even say it. With, I couldn't even get through this. Uh, I know. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But I do think it's interesting. I, I think it's a really interesting hire. I'm, I think that Walmart is, you know, uh, is is making mm, they're know, making moves, man. They're making moves. They're making moves. Making I, big I'm moves. Gonna, I'm not going to pass judgment on it yet. I'd love to hear you know more about what his strategy is going to be <laughs> before I say if it's a good move. Each hire, you know, every person's different. But I like I like his resume. I think that it's a really smart move in terms of resume. Well, I yes. Uh, also, Walmart. You know, for what it's worth, uh, uh, recently, you know, lost. Uh, uh, I mean, Walmart has had some senior leadership move on to other technology companies, so it's it's not surprising that they're going to, you know, continue to hire and retain, uh, you know, big hitters from other uh, who who have a track record of success, right? So, um, yeah, yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I think that, um, you know, I think it's interesting that not only is he taking on the title of CTO, but also CDO. Um, <laughs> By the which, way, you know, three years ago, when we talked about who was, who was changing retail, Walmart was not in that conversation. We were not uh, talking about Walmart from a, a, yeah. like a technology player perspective. We were saying, wow, Walmart bought Bonobos? Right. Wow. Walmart, yeah. Walmart is acquiring mod cloth and moose jaw. Interesting. Jet started with jet. Well, jet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I just find it interesting that, that, uh, uh, we take them seriously now. Like we, we absolutely take them seriously. Yeah. I just think, uh, so here's the other thing that's interesting. He's going to report directly to Doug McMillan, who's the CEO of Walmart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they actually do, he, uh, Doug McMillan released, um, uh, a memo or uh, to their internal teams, and he really does differentiate between Suresh's role as CTO and Suresh's role as uh, CDO. And uh, so, I would recommend going and reading that memo. It's it's available on TechCrunch and other places. Um, it's it's I, I I like I just love I I mean I, at the beginning of the year, one of my predictions was Walmart was going to be more than just the a thorn in Amazon's side. Um, I think that this is a great move towards that. <laughs> it's it's yeah. That I I in in the words of Brian Lang, I don't disagree with you. <laughs> oh, gosh. 
Uh, I, I don't think I've said that on the show yet. Maybe once. <laughs> um, uh, all right. What's your last one? One, one more. It's all you. Did you, co- you covered Abercrombie and Fitch kind of, sort of. I did. Uh, bonobos try before you buy. I mentioned bonobos. Can we, can we? Yeah. There's another that? good uh, transition there. Yeah, I mean, since, since we mentioned bonobos, like, we'll end it with this retail dive, uh, you know, sort of. <laughs> Uh, confirming there's, there's going to be one of these every week. We should just make a recurring segment of subscription, like one by one businesses that, you know, come up with some sort of like low risk retail, uh, uh, fashion try before you buy or subscription service model. Um, so yeah, retail dive actually reporting on a digiday story, um, that, uh, 65% um, or 35% of the service uh, users of Bonobos who are doing the try before you buy um, uh, uh, service are new customers, and the remaining are 65% uh, repeat shoppers. And the idea here is that, you know, so Bonobos has had these like small showroom only um, guide shops. Right, guide shops. They call them guide shops. Uh, this, this idea was that it's not a full oh, service right, store. Um, no, no. That, calls it no, calls it guide shop. So, uh, the idea here is that, um, you know, in the, in the guide shop, you, you don't shop and then take it home. Um, in this case, you, you know, you can actually ship, uh, the clothes to you, try them on and then buy them. If you like them, if you're not, you send them back. That's the stitch fix model, right? That's right. the stitch fix model. Right. Um, it's Amazon wardrobe. Right? Yeah, it's Amazon wardrobe. Right. So the idea here it's is a phenomenal experience. Right. You seem to be a big fan of that. I didn't have a great experience with it, but I'm, 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 I'm willing to try it again. Amazon's fashion stuff is created equal for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> some of, some of their lines are not as good as their other ones. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I find it interesting that this is you know I think there's plenty of other brands who are content going to continue to do this. Uh, I think people want to have some, you know, assurance that the products that you buy online, they're not stuck with, and it's not going to be a hassle to return. And if you bake the return, uh, into the, uh, into the actual product purchase experience itself, that there's an expectation you'll be returning something a la Warby Parker. Right. Um, then I think, you know, it's, it's a hit. And if it's a brand that you trust like Bonobos and it's not necessarily like a recurring service like Stitch Fix, yeah, this is super interesting. Um, well, I think what's, what's nice about this is, as well is it's predictable, right, for the, for the retailer. One of the troubles with, uh, with online purchasing, and you can look up, there's a lot of stats about this online. I did some research uh, in a presentation that I gave to Walmart uh, a while back um, to Walmart Labs uh, about returns and the effect that they were having. It's a, you know, billions of dollar problem. Mm. And it's because people are, they're bracketing their purchases. And so they're doing this anyway. They're going to buy two to three sizes. They're going, you know, um, with free shipping uh, and free returns. And then they're going to return the ones that they don't like, or they don't fit them properly, I should say. Uh, it's all the same style. And the that, the problem with that is it's it's, it's unexpected. The, the thing that's great about this is people are doing this anyway. So you're leaning into it. Um, and right. You know, you're able to predict how, what your return costs are going to be as a result of it. So it's smart. Of course, 
being able to solve the size problem to begin with is really the the way to cut this off, you know, and save money on all of, you know, all the waste on on shipping. Um, yeah. Uh, but that we're not quite there yet. There's still some stuff ahead. I really, <laughs> I, I want to, I want to leave us with one more footnote and then we'll wrap it up. I'm, I'm, oh, can I have a footnote too? <laughs> Go ahead. You do yours first. Uh, one thing that I think is super cool about Bonobos right now is that they've actually grown under Walmart and they've done really well. Yeah. Um, so this, so this is one of many strategies that they've recently employed. They've also uh, debuted uh, its first women's collection. And last year, they launched plus-size lines. uh, And they've grown uh, up 74% from August of 2017, and they're up 34% from the year prior. I I, I guess my point is, like, experimentation and, and, you know, innovation in retail, it's netting real results for them. And you know, getting beyond their core competency, which is, which has really traditionally been um, men's clothes that fit well, right? They're going beyond it. They're trying more interesting things, and they're they're it's, they're turning a profit as a result. They're they're doing well. So um, I love hearing a story like that. I think that plays really well into a lot of stuff we've been talking. About. So that's I agree with all of that. I'm 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 going to take a sort of frustrated uh, footnote here. Everything that we're talking about, right, this future, future commerce, like all of these things that people are putting into place now, all of these programs, all of this consumer expectation that they have around being able to engage with brands like this, especially when they're doing direct-to-consumer, like especially when they're shopping at brands that are direct-to-consumer brands. Not a single one of these like not a single one of these brands are doing this with off-the-shelf software, right? E-commerce yeah. platforms <laughs> do not do these things. And to be a differentiated e-commerce brand, like digital, to have a digital commerce experience that gives customers the experience that they desire, whether it is an Instagram discovery model that is, you know, crazy you know, eerie music playing in the background with, you know, uncategorized, you know, scroll with your thumbs till you die, entire world. Or it's, you know, or Bonobos, you know, build out your box and ship it and you can ship it back. Uh, Or even Stitch Fix to to that, you know, to that degree. Or even any subscription model uh, or rental model, like what we talked about Urban Outfitters doing last week. None of this. In fact, even the way that you shop online the you know category search and discovery is very different to what e-commerce platforms do out of box. I I'm I'm I think it's awesome that this is where we're heading. I think it's very interesting that the platforms are so far behind in digital consumer experience. In fact, most customers expect, especially if it's a beauty brand like Alta, like when I go to Alta's website, I expect that they know that I'm a man and that they know my age and that I have, you know, oily skin. And I want you to remember that. And I want you to tailor my experience to that. And I want you to ask me questions periodically to see what I'm looking for and how you can refine how you make that experience better for me. E-commerce platforms don't do that either. Not out what of the box. Much? What if it's too much? Like, what if this is a complaint that's not necessary? And what I mean by that is, what if, what if, now that's one you could have quoted. Yeah, right um, there. Yeah. 
what 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 I I think what I'm seeing is there's too much functionality to contain it all in one spot. Sure. Like there's too many things to do. And actually, I bet you that that a lot of retailers are using some off-the-shelf software, but they're having there's a lot of connection points now. There are more connection points in e-commerce right now than I think <laughs> than I can that I can count. Like right. there's there's so many things there's you so have many. to do. So many. Yeah. And so And the consumer expectation that. is at an all time high. I I I'm I believe that like can the entire ecosystem survive on a handful of third party tech partners that power those experiences? Right. Or there, does there need to be more consolidation? Is that what you're getting at? Right. I mean, once upon a time, layered navigation and like slice and dice was a thing that only Sertona and SLI did. Right. Once upon a time. And now it's part and parcel of every e-commerce platform's base offering. I'm hoping for a day where subscription and guided commerce, guided commerce are the normative. Right. Clienteling. It's what we keep talking about. Yeah, I want to know what you think. Tell us what you think. We want to hear (laughs) what does your e-commerce experience look like at your brand? Uh, You can tell us what you think over at futurecommerce.fm. And we need your likes and subscribes. By the way, we are in the top 10 in shopping now on iTunes in Germany. And uh, and we are number four, I believe. No, number one in shopping in Sweden. I think that's right. That sounds right. Um, we are a global e-commerce shopping. podcast. We're, shopping, we're a shopping, com- or we're yeah. shopping podcast. Yeah, not good, a we're, we're, podcast. We're a global retail <laughs> podcast. And, 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 and we, <laughs> to keep moving up the ranks, we would love your feedback. Please do that at iTunes or Google Play. Leave us a five-star and tell us what you think. Lend your voice to the conversation at futurecommerce.fm. And hey, send us an email. Uh, Philip with two L's at futurecommerce.fm or Brian with an I at futurecommerce.fm. All right, we'll see you next week. And uh, Retail tech moves fast. <laughs> Future commerce is moving faster. You are on it today. Oh, yeah. Peace. Peace.